game developers drinking good Arab tea. I'm your host, Rami Ismail. And I'm Fawzi Mesmar. And I'm Osama Darius. And uh, that's another week. It was a three week, wasn't it? It was. It was a good week. Busy week. How did that all work out for you? Fawzi, it seemed like quite a week. Seemed uh, like uh, are you happy with everything? It's 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 awesome, man. I'm I'm loving it. Uh like the the gameplay trailer was uh, super well received. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it seems like the community is quite pumped for 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 the for the new game. So yeah, I saw that the old games are getting a lot more play now because of the <laughs> announcement of the new game. Yeah, we have to increase the server capacity on a bunch of pretty old games now. Uh, Y'all just really went. What if it's Battlefield? But like twenty thousand percent. Like it's like over the top on everything. Good. Incredible. That's like you know how the design started in this game. What if we crank everything up to eleven? How about that's that? the way to go? Really, games need more I of mean, that. I I love it. Yeah, you're right, Osama. Like we really need that sort of like over the top game stuff again because we yeah. all got a little too serious, maybe. Yeah, for a yeah. little while there. Absolutely, I agree. got a little too brown. We need the color back. And it's like Everybody you know, one of those with... things about like getting getting the. Um, you know the contrast between something that appears very serious and then, but you could be able to do some funny <laughs> stuff in it, makes it even funnier. It's kind of like how in Hitman, you know, it's the game takes right. itself very seriously, <laughs> and then when you're able to pull off some like ridiculous stuff, it becomes even funnier for it. So. Right? Yeah. No, it's really. It, I mean, it looks it looks incredible. It looks gorgeous as well. My God. Uh, yeah, good stuff. I don't, I don't know how all that is, how all that is working. I'm not going to ask either. But uh, <laughs> my God, the uh, rest of E3 good for all of you. I mean, did you, did you watch any of the other stuff? Oh, my I love God. the Nintendo Showcase, man. Yeah, it was <laughs> Metroid Five or Metroid Dread, or whatever you want to call it. I'm yeah. so excited for it. I can't totally. believe there's a new WarioWare. What? What oh, is exactly? It's WarioWare. So there's Advance Wars. Advance Wars. Let's go. <laughs> and you know, uh, like they showed a bit of Zelda, and like, okay, it's coming out next year. Perfect. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. No, yeah. it's great. Like, I I don't know how I'm gonna find time to play all the games I want to play. It's it's ridiculous. <laughs> and Shin Megami yeah. Tensei as well, Osama. Now now, now you're you're jumping right. to that <laughs> <Yes>. one. <laughs> I, I'll get to it eventually, I guess. I'm still stuck in Mass Effect land. I'm very very close to beating Mass Effect two. Now I'm I'm loving yeah. it, and I'm gonna start Mass Effect three. And that's another big game. It's gonna take forever before I go back to a regularly scheduled <laughs> like play big games that come out thing. How was Mass Effect right. two then? I'm loving it. And to be honest, I I really feel like I whisked through it the first time I played it uh, because I'm seeing a lot of content, a lot of missions that I never saw before or I like absolutely have no memory of. And I'm, I'm just savoring it. I'm taking my time with it. I'm enjoying it. And it's great. It aged really well, in my humble opinion. And I think my, my life circumstances now allow me to play it in a better way than they did back when I played it the first time around. So... I'm really, really happy the like, legendary edition came out. I'm really happy that I'm playing it. So good. Are you? Are you? Uh, are you through the uh, DLC yet? Um, I only have one DLC left, which is the Shadow Broker one. Um, wow. I read a uh, like a guide that said you could leave that one for last, and I was really eager to finish the game, so I'm like, okay, I'll leave that one for last. Uh, right. But otherwise, I did all the like I did all the. Um, recruitment missions. I did all the loyalty missions. I have everybody on, on of like a full squad on right. my team. Um, I, yeah, I personally would recommend you do the DLC before you start on the last part. But I you know already started on the last part. <laughs> okay. okay, yeah, I already started. Then, like I'm actually like I can't save halfway through, so I did the no. the shut down yeah. the Xbox and quick resume later type thing i'd be really upset if my kids like launched a different game and <laughs> wipe that out because i'll have to start the mission over uh, but Some yeah good super, fortnite super progress yeah you know how it is uh, yeah. thankfully they play fortnite on the ps5 and i got this on the xbox so hopefully that's Ooh. gonna keep them away but yeah i mean <laughs> speaking of xbox for one second flight simulator on xbox yes that's like, like my e3 in a month my like God. july 27 i might start traveling with my xbox as well yeah it's gonna be oh, a problem <laughs> just game pass in general like almost every game announced in the xbox showcase is coming out game pass day one that's i i'm a huge fan already imagine like I, you know how many games i preloaded ready to go <laughs> i don't i'm running out of hard disk space on games i can't even play yet <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, but okay, Mass Effect almost done. Have you been playing anything else? Yes, actually, I finished Backbone, so that the game I spoke oh, about yeah, a little right. bit last week. Yeah, and what a ride. Remember how I was saying last week, just in the first half of the game, there's surprise after surprise after surprise? Well, mm-hmm. it's kind of exponential. Like, it changes a lot after that point. Like, you, you know, Fauzi mentioned at one point that he read somewhere where there's a big thing that happens in Act 3. Well, it's a completely different game in Act 3. It really is. Like almost anything I said before that point um, is is something completely different now. Uh, mm-hmm. It's hard to say without spoiling it because the game is almost entirely narrative. There's very little gameplay other than than choosing what you're going to say. And it is pretty linear too. Um, it's not like your dialogue, I can't imagine. I've only played through it one time, but I can't imagine. Like even in some dialogues where I tried to really go off like and... Uh, go in a different direction, it always kind of comes back to the same thing. So it's pretty linear as a game. Bringing your renegade streak. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Like, I I really did try, by the way. I know it's an aside, but I really did try to be as renegade as possible in Mass Effect 2. Oh, my God. it's, it's I'm just un, incapable of it. I look at that, I'm like... No, I would I would be like a jerk if I answered that. There's no way. Like, it doesn't sit well with me. The only I saw renegade that screenshot you posted, <laughs> which like, my renegade run is going really well. There's just a paragon bar. Entirely cool. A little okay. sliver of renegade. The only <laughs> renegade options that I have no problem with are the action ones. You know, like the in right. the middle of a cutscene one. Those I'm like, okay, yeah, cool. Okay, yeah, yeah. I wanted him to shut up at that point too. That jerk. That kind of right. thing. But the dialogue ones, forget it. Uh, but I, back to <laughs> Backbone. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, so the, the game kind of changes genres, um, like, at, at a certain point, which was surprising. And I could see some people losing interest at that point because there's nothing about the, about that that's telegraphed beforehand clearly. Like, there's a little bit of foreshadowing, but, like, you wouldn't be able to guess where, which direction the game goes at all, which is... A good thing in some respects, but for people who are ex- having who have specific expectations for what the narrative is, um, I could see a few people losing interest or not being interested in, in that direction. I wasn't. I actually was intrigued. I liked. I liked the direction it went. It also surprised me. I had to stop and think: Do I like what's happening? Uh, but the right. answer was yes. And then the game ended way too abruptly. With like, I, I was like, okay, if this is the entire story, I'm upset. I, there needs to be more. There's, there, there, I need, I need a better conclusion. The world building Bring was great up until Snyder cut. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like it ended after Act One. Look, or oh. like, or, yeah, it's really like it really feels like it was an intro to a big world at the very end of, the, uh, and that's not what I would have predicted. Like uh, halfway through the game, with another two and a half hours to go, I'm like, yeah, 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 they're gonna, they have plenty of time to wrap this up, and then it just took a different complete different turn introduced a completely different like story arc and stopped i'm like what 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 is this if there's a sequel all is forgiven because i need to know i need to have more backbone in my life if this is all there is i'm fuming i'm really really upset at the devs for just like you know leaving me with all these cliffhangers and and unanswered questions so so you feel yeah. that, like, you know, the abrupt end did not, like, wrap up important story threads? No, absolutely not. It introduced a whole bunch of different ones. Like, okay. you see a, a character who you thought you knew in a new light. There's a completely different area that's introduced that you don't get to explore. There is a character development that happened to your main character that is just left un, uh, like just left up in the air. Like, a whole bunch of things in the last act that just change without warning and you're just and now the game ends and I'm like what how is this how is this okay how are you going to do this to us so well, if there's a backbone too like i said i i'm i'm actually going to be the first person in line to to play it and all is forgiven if there's no intention to have a backbone too i'm upset like i want my 5 hours back <laughs> this is that's that's not how you 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 know this is not a way to treat your players these kind of things always intrigue me because like right. um, you know, like if it's if it's not an indie team, it'll be like deadline. You have to ship yeah. that kind of thing. They kind of go like, all right, we need to wrap up what we have, and you know, like just get it get it out there because we have to. Yeah. Um, smaller teams, like you know, run out of budget, run out of time. They had to release at a certain time. Like, if 
it it doesn't it doesn't make sense if they're like yeah. been they've been like going like consistently building a world and everything has been making sense up until the final act you know what i mean some yeah. something must have happened and i'm always very curious about that so i i think it's it's one of those two things those two scenarios that i said either they've always intended this to be an episode one but for marketing reasons they didn't say it's episode one because they want people to buy it and not wait you know the telltale wait for all five episodes mm-hmm. before you buy it bundle uh thing so it's probably that and if it's that i'm, I'm not upset you know i want the full story and i'm gonna wait for it uh or they went the um lost route where they're like, we'll start a story. We don't know where it's going. How about this way? And then, oh, well, we ran out of time. Let's wrap it up. And if that's the case, I mean, then I'm upset. <laughs> I mean, the the third point, the third option is they just wanted to tell a story this way and they actually think that ending it this way is an interesting ending. Yeah, it's a possibility, mm-hmm. but I cannot see... Like, you would I, strongly I, disagree with that choice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, if they really thought this was going to be satisfactory, I, I would... Like, I actually would love to have a conversation with someone who thought, uh, who thinks that, who thinks, oh, no, no, I'm happy with the way it is. They shouldn't continue because I'm, I'm usually that guy. I'm usually the person who's like, no, no, it's fine. You don't have to answer every question. Sometimes a little bit of intrigue is good, but this is like, not that this is like, uh, what's a good analogy? I don't know. I can't say anything without spoiling it for right. It's a little hard with this game. Yeah, but I I mean, I see what. (laughs) (laughs) It's but yeah, I I see. I see what you're saying. It's it's a little choppy. Yeah, Uh, yeah, for sure. Hashtag more backbone in my life. (laughs) Right. I just just a perfect like. You know what? If the if the team behind it just went like, how can we get people to say I need more backbone? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And this is how they did it. Like that was the entire thesis for the game. Diabolical. It worked. Brilliant. Brilliant. This is this is the true indie spirit. Yeah. Um, okay. So there's a, 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 I also pl- uh, watched a TV show that I wanted to talk about. So okay. uh, there's this TV show on Netflix that completely went under the radar, and I'm I'm kind of surprised. It's called Sweet Tooth. Um, the only reason I took note of it is because it was a comic book that I had read a, a million years ago, like 10 years ago. Um, and to be quite honest, uh, I didn't like the art. And that's the reason I didn't really continue with the, the the story, even though I like it. And that's usually not something I do. Usually I could tough out the art of the story is good, but I really wasn't that big of a fan of the, of the art. And I was intrigued because I'm like, I didn't know this comic was popular enough to uh, get a TV show. Right. Um, but I started watching it and I highly recommend it. It is really good. Like it's much better than what I remember the comic to be. I only read the first like three or four issues. So it's the on setup Netflix, is you said it's on Netflix. Yes. Okay. So it's kind it's game of fast for TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so um, without like spoiling too much, a, a world changing event happens and it's kind of post apocalyptic, but not that extreme. Um, and there's this really weird situation where humans are not born anymore there any human babies are born as animal hybrids and that's it like that's what i'm going to tell you about this because anything else and it's going to take away some of the magic uh you find that out of course extremely early on in in the first episode but it's not the premise it's not the plot that's uh, that's the best part it's really good it really is uh interesting and i want to know more it's the relationship between the characters um, that's really something special. It, it's it's basically a coming of age story at the same time as it is um, a story about someone like finding themselves to be able to redeem themselves. Those uh, are really really strong talking points. Yeah. Is are we talking like animal like you know like uh, half gopher, half pig, right? But, but half but monkey. When, when, when we bring animals into this, are we talking more like uh, cutesy animals, good time, or are we talking more like Bambi or like Simba watching his father die, or like what? Which, which it, is this like a sad series? Is it like a happy series? What is it? It goes from one to the other. It's, oh my god! It, but uh, I think it's it, tonally, it's not so sad. Like I could watch it with my kids. I think it's it's a, okay. like so far I haven't seen anything. Uh, that's so bad that I wouldn't be able to to watch with my kids. Okay. Uh, it's some serious to- topics like you know um, abandonment of parents abandoning their kids or like things like that. Or so, th- it's not it's not all. Uh, on, super okay, on, on a scale of on a scale of like zero to Bambi. <laughs> uh, 
It's Bambi. Yeah, it's kind of Bambi. Oh. Yeah, there's still there, there, there okay. are a lot of heavy moments too. Yeah. Okay. It's uh, produced oh. by Robert Downey Jr. Apparently. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I, I forgot about that, but that is true. It's true. It is produced by. Produced by Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> filmed in New Zealand. Yeah, I, I recommend it. Like honestly, I'm enjoying it, um, and uh, I think most people would would like it as well. But give it a shot. See if you like I'll it. Check too. it out. I, I, I'm keen to watch some more TV. Uh, only watching uh, Loki right now. Uh, the second episode oh, uh, I've, I've watched uh, this week. Oh, that was fun. Do you actually, think? this show is. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's it's like it's from the first episode. It's been going in a direction that I didn't expect at all. Um, Absolutely right. agree. I didn't expect it to go this route as well. It combines like two of my favorite uh, subject matters: is like comic books and time travel. <laughs> I just love <laughs> love shows about right. time travel and timelines and breaking stuff. And yeah, it's uh, it's wild. Uh, yep. I'm, I'm yeah, have you guys seen pretty... it as well? You watched it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched yeah, it as well. Yeah, I'm up to date. Oh, cool. What do you guys think so it's far? It's, like, it's getting better. Like, you know, it's really building my intrigue. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, the, you know, by the time this is out, episode three will be out. So maybe this will be outdated by that time. But just mm. the way they're building up stuff is incredibly good. And they, you know, the, it, it has that thing that WandaVision did where there's enough questions to really like talk and theorize, mm. uh, which I kind of felt like Falcon and the Winter Soldier missed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At the same time, it has like momentum. It has like immediate yeah. momentum. The the sort of like central dynamic between Mobius and Loki is incredibly well done. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, the world is stunning, um, mm-hmm. and I just I just really like that they're putting Loki in a situation where purpose becomes the biggest question. Like because the philosophical debate in at the heart of the series isn't so much about time or whatever; it's about whether you can step outside of your given fate yeah right which for loki is probably like the most important thing as a god of mischief it's like is he just doing what he's supposed to or is he being mischievous but right? yeah it's, it's um oh wilson is so good man like uh um, so his good. character is so lovable and like he's he's really the star of the show for me honestly like you know he he kind hmm. of like commands every scene he's in almost yeah yeah, <laughs> he does such a good job at making the character because it's a good faith character, right? Like this is not—he's not a bad guy. He's just doing his job. He wakes up in the morning, goes to his office, does the thing, checks the thing, destroys seven timelines, murders hundred thousand people, and then just goes back thinking that he did a good job, right? That's kind of <laughs> who the character is, <laughs> and it's kind of wild that he plays it with that level of like just doing my job, you yeah. Know? Yeah. Um I can't think about it too much. <laughs> right. He's like yeah. instantly likable because he he's like everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Goes to do their job, does the thing. Now he has to work with this Loki guy for 3 days. He doesn't really like it very much, but you know, might solve his problem, so we'll deal with it for a few days. But like the way they get tired at each other, the way they're annoyed at each other, like he sees something from Loki in him, I think. Yeah. Sort of like the rule breaking, but beyond that he's just he doesn't really care what happens to Loki, and Loki really doesn't care what happens to Mobius, but they're kind of stuck with each other for now. Yeah, uh, They play off the dynamic incredibly well. It's, yeah, it's, it's intriguing. It's super interesting for me. Like it's, um, it's a detective story at the heart of it that mm-hmm. is, you know, starring a very unlikely anti-hero and time travel. So... Right. So like the, the the premise of all of these like three elements together is cool if it was any character, but add to it that you know the star of the show is an antihero in any way. You know, yeah. you you trust him, you don't trust him, you trust him, you don't trust him all the time. <laughs> it's um, yeah, I'm I'm super excited yeah. to see where that uh, oh. that's going. Also, the cleverness of the uh, of the apocalypse segment, the Vesuvius yeah. segment, yeah. so smart. Oh. Yeah. Like Loki. Loki jumping on the thing and actually giving a speech in Latin. Yes. Yeah. Just yes. full on speech in Latin. I was just like, oh, hey, finally, my education is useful. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, and incredibly well done. I just such a blast. Like Tom Hiddleston is such a blast to look at. And Owen Wilson is really nailing it. Really Amazing nailing sort of like the gravitas. Like, ooh. Absolutely. Very good stuff. So I'm curious how these like really 
interesting shows are are actually getting greenlit on Marvel because they seem like they're so out of left field. I'm happy they are, by the way. I'm just this is surprising. Like WandaVision to start that kind of premise where it took a lot of guts. Uh, Winter uh, like Falcon and Winter Soldier was a little on the nose. Like that's not surprising at all. But Loki as well. And now What If is coming up. Like I loved. Yeah. I don't know if you've read the What If comic books back in the day, but I loved the What If comic books. I never in a million years would have had. Uh, Samuel, can we them. make an agreement? If you yeah. say like, "Hey, did you read this comic book?" I did it. <laughs> <laughs> you know too. You know too many comic books. <laughs> you just come with like, "Did you read this 1987 edition of that and that?" I'm like, "No, I wasn't born yet. Like, I have no idea." I think that's I've, actually very accurate. I think what if I read in yeah, about I mean, 1987? <laughs> I'm not even kidding. But like, I don't know if you know anything about the what ifs, even if you haven't read them. But they're like, I don't, wanna, I don't wanna start and flip this. So I can ask you, have you read this manga, Osama? And then, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I haven't read many of this those. Is, this is just a, this is just a future episode. We're just gonna grill Osama about comic books. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a really sad episode when we realize he's read all of them. <laughs> At some point, like I did read almost everything that came out. Like the, between 1991 and 2001, that was my heyday of comics. Since then, a little less. But yeah. That's amazing, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it. I'm a lot more manga focused, where you were a lot more um, comic uh, focused. Yeah. I read a few I mangas too. Three, I love Blade I was three of the years Immortal. Old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay that's fair <laughs> i couldn't i couldn't read yet folks <laughs> please you go back that's to the fair. classics Romy. It's, it's like classic rock i mean i'm i'm excited about what if because i've sort of understood the premise right yeah. uh, but i think i think mostly i i agree with osama like it's just really cool to see uh, so many experiments in the uh, in in the Marvel universe uh, because they don't have to do that, yeah. but uh, they are so. And it's paying off, and I'm yeah. so happy it's paying off. That's yep. probably going to greenlight more experiments. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, I also played video games. <laughs> oh, uh, I continued. Uh, I continued to play more of Resident Evil Eight. Actually, in broad daylight. Oh, the ra- the rainbow edition. <laughs> the rainbow edition. It's, it's like it's, it's kind of like you know, Swedish summer is the perfect uh, time to play horror games. And it's like I can pretend that I'm not I'm not that scared as I'm playing it. But, but also, actually, everybody can see how scared you are on your face. Also, yes, uh, quite yeah. clearly. Um, and I can blame the glare on the screen for me not seeing anything. Uh, but you know, like. Uh, Seriously talking, the more I play Resident Evil 8, <clears throat> I would say that it's not as scary as Resident Evil 7. Hmm. And it's because it's closer to Resident Evil 4 than it is to um, you know the the origin the original like survival horror roots. So hmm. Resident Evil 4 when it came out, it uh, it kind of took the series in a, a lot more action direction than survival horror. The previous games were all about, um, you know, you got to preserve your ammo. Um, you lose progress if you get attacked. Um, you know, you're limited on number of saves. It's all about the puzzles and atmosphere. And it's not really about killing the monsters. You're trying to avoid the monsters most of the time, in fact. Mm-hmm. Resident Evil 4, we're like, um, I think it's one of the biggest things that it gave to video gaming is that it gave us the third-person action camera that we are still using till this day. Mm -hmm. Um, Over-the-shoulder camera that's been used in any third-person game that you're playing. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it also drove the series towards a lot more action-focused. So it wasn't like, you know, you break crates and you find ammo. You can roundhouse kick zombies. (laughs) And um, it's it's more about aiming and shooting, and you're surrounded by a lot of zombies or monsters or whatever, and then, like, you know, you mostly want to shoot your way out. And uh, puzzles took a back seat. It was a very controversial decision at the time. Uh, But, like, you know... For a lot of people, Resident Evil 4 is one of the best games ever made. Um, and this game takes a lot of that cues. Uh, I was talking about it, uh, not last week, but the week before, I was talking about like the early scene was a very reminiscent for me of the early village scene from Resident Evil 4. I think the game continues to build on that. There is more puzzles later on, but like they're not difficult puzzles to solve per se. And... Um, 
there is definitely a lot of focus on like if you ha- you, c- you can easily get ammo and if you're surrounded in a room with a lot of monsters you can you know shoot all these monsters to move forward <laughs> therefore it doesn't like really rely on a lot of jump scares or it relies on like you know building a lot of you know that sense of dread of going like i am completely helpless around this right uh, because you know you have the firepower most of the time to deal with this um i found it also very funny about this game is that ethan the character um now this is not a spoiler because if you played Resident evil 7 you've probably seen a lot of that like the dude gets gets like <laughs> munched on stabbed in the gut um you know loses fingers and i find it just hilarious because like at some point like a monster just, just jumps in like very early on in the game jumps on eats two of my fingers <laughs> <laughs> and then, like in first person, the guy like you know produces the medical um, liquid and like puts it on, uh, like you know pours it on his hand, and then continues to you know wield a gun. <laughs> so like he's already in three fingers. He just like pours some liquid on it and it's like, all right, I can now shoot, no problem. Hand of the recoil. <laughs> We're good. We're good. <laughs> We're good. So like you know, and it's like. In a video game language, I am sick, I consume the plant, and now I am better. It's a video game language thing that I'm fine with. But it seems like in most video games, the cutscenes almost always ignored that video ga- game language thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But in this game, like, the cutscene happens, like, you know, just lost a, a kidney. <laughs> he would <laughs> he would put um, some liquids on himself, and then now he's back, and he's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but no, it's, I've, it's I've, hilarious. I've, I've seen discussion about that. It makes me, yeah, it seems funny. <laughs> uh, so, like, when it happens, I just, you know, I, I laugh about it, but I almost admire the the consistency there, too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> then, you know, like, this is, this is the magic potion that will heal all wounds. I just lost a finger. Sure, I'll pour some of the stuff on, and now I'm good. <laughs> <What do you laughs> want? Meanwhile, every other game, you're getting shot at left and right, and in a cutscene, one bullet hits you, and the character dies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Which exactly. is what we're used to at this point. <laughs> Funnily enough, uh, the Mass Effect universe had that same thing. Where it was also like, oh, I got shot in the stomach. I'm bleeding out. Here's some metagel. What is it? We don't know. How does it work? We don't know. Are you healed now? Yep. Get up. Let's walk. Yeah. And it You're happens. You're dying in a of a virus in metagel? Let's go. I remember actually that happened in a cutscene in Mass Effect 2. And I took it. Right. I'm like, yeah, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so right. Yeah, no, they 100%, they 100% lean into the metagel thing. They also. <laughs> They also lean into this Omnigel thing because in Mass Effect 1 they had Omnigel to mm-hmm. fix lots of things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in Mass Effect 2 they kind of realized that that was nonsense. So they actually say that it went down because of a security vulnerability. And that's why Omnigel doesn't exist anymore. And I'm like, okay, fair enough. I guess we need to explain why this stuff doesn't exist anymore. Looks like it exists in the Resident Evil universe. (laughs) (laughs) Fixes everything. You just started some fan theories that they exist in the same universe. Yeah, exactly. Resident (laughs) Evil and Mass Effect, they're actually in the same universe. (laughs) But I find it like really cool, like now Capcom with uh, Resident Evil, is that like they've always had the main series and like the spin-off. And the spin-offs were always like a little bit almost like B tier to the main series. Yeah. Right. Uh, but but in modern time, like you know, the past f- four years, I would say, Resident Evil has become the two branches. There's the first person Resident Evils with seven and eight, and whatever nine ends up being, that'd be interesting. And then mm. there's the third person Resident Evil, which has like been the remake of Resident Evil 2 and 3. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like, you know, whatever your um, your flavor is, those are two games that, you know, exist within the same lore and universe and have a lot of shared uh, DNA, but play very, very differently. Right. Hmm. And yeah. I found like, like it's a I... very interesting direction that they've took the franchise towards. Yeah. Metroid yeah. kind of has a similar thing too. The, you know, yeah, the right. Like... Metroids and the Metroid yeah. Primes. Yeah. I mean, this is honestly one of the most interesting things I've been doing all week because it's I'm I'm still in quarantine, right? I'm still in Canada, uh, and I, I ran out of games. I finished Ratchet and Clank. Uh, I mean, obviously, I watched Loki. Uh, that was fun. Uh, I finished Ratchet and Clank. That's good. It's very good. It's incredible. It's smooth. It's beautiful. It's really well paced. The two characters play exactly the same, but still feel entirely different. Best Ratchet uh, and Clank. 
Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's very solid. It's very pleasant. Uh, you know, Ratchet and Clank style, smart level design. Every level has sort of its own gimmick, its own like trick to work with. But you get to carry all the gimmicks with you to the future worlds. Uh, mm-hmm. But just done really well. There's like, you know, they're they're using the sort of like uh, super fast loading thing. They don't use it too often, but when they use it, it really works. There's one level where you switch between two dimensions continuously. Uh, mm-hmm. That works really well as well. Um, just overall, just very fun, uh, very pleasant, easy to get all the optional things done. Um, incredible boss fights. Uh, especially the final boss is just woo! Um, riveting. Rivet and Kit uh, are two lovely alternative heroes, and uh, yeah, just stunning, stunning, absolutely gorgeous video game. Makes no sense whatsoever. I think everybody who worked on this should be arrested, uh, and and just because it's making all of us look bad. It's just not agreeable. This is unfair. does it does it take advantage it. of the PS5 controller? Yeah, it takes control, uh, full advantage of it as well on controller, on uh, weapons. Uh, you know, half half trigger charge, uh, like nice. slow down uh, trigger, uh, rumble, super well done, nice. or haptics, uh, dual sense, whatever you call it. Um, yeah, they use they use everything on the controller, uh, cool. literally everything. Uh, so yeah, really well done. Is it all too? Like, do you get to talk to the uh, game? No, they don't use the microphone. They use they use everything sensible for a Ratchet and Clank game. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, um, it's not super long. It's like an eight hour, I think, uh-huh. eight, like eight ish hours, eight oh, to nice. ten hours. But I can't um, wait to play it. It's on my list. Yeah, yeah same. just, it's, on my just list as well. it's like from the first few minutes, it's like you're in that, and you kind of just don't want to stop. It has that problem where you're really waiting for a loading screen. Is like, you know what, I'm going to keep playing until I hit a loading screen. I'm going to go to the bathroom, grab a drink, and then like six hours later, there's still no loading screen. Because there just is no loading screen. Never, <laughs> is there is no loading, no loading screen. screen. The inter- there is never a loading screen. I was so, at some point, I'm like, there, there has to be some point where, you know, we're jumping between planets. There has, nope, okay, we keep going. Um, <laughs> so yeah, beautiful. Um, did I talk, did I mention uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate, Intermission, Intermission, Inter, whatever it is, the DLC? Is that, is that a DLC? I didn't even realize it had DLC. Okay. That's a PS5 yeah. DLC, isn't it? It's not like on a previous So one. there is a PS5 DLC, but that just updates the entire experience to PS5. The Intermission DLC is a DLC that allows you to play a short in-between story featuring uh, Yuffie. Uh-huh. Intergrade? The, uh, is that the one? Intermission, Intergrade, I don't know what it's called. Whatever <laughs> it's called. Um, either way, uh, it's good. Six hours back into Final Fantasy, and just like with Final Fantasy VII Remake, every character plays its own way, and for Yuffie, they have a really cool way of dealing with her like super ridiculously, hilariously oversized ninja star thing. <laughs> Um, and, uh, hmm. she has this new, so every character has its own gameplay gimmick in, in, uh, Final Fantasy VII, and for Yuffie, they did a thing where she can synchronize with Sonon, who is, uh, her, her backup buddy, her, her, hmm. you know, the, the second main character in the series, in the game, hmm. Hmm. and, um, they use that mechanic in such a clever way. When you're synchronized, Sonon doesn't build up action gauge as fast. But your attacks do way more damage, um, and they do this really cool synchronized fighting in the animation. Some real good technical animation stuff going on in here. Rami, you play um, as Yuffie. Yeah, you play as Yuffie. Yeah, you That's play cool. the entire DLC as Yuffie. That's cool. Okay, and, um, okay. and, uh, and I'm asking for a friend, um, okay. uh, <laughs> as somebody who played and finished Final Fantasy VII Remake when it came out, which I think you did as well. Yeah. This this DLC came out. What did you do in order to play it now that you are an owner of PS5? So what you do is you download the PS5 update, uh-huh. but do not delete the PS4 version. Then you go into the PS4 version, you go into the menu, you choose upgrade, uh, upload save game, you upload your save game, then you boot up the PS5 version, you download the save game, <laughs> and then... Uh, it unlocks. Uh, it unlocks your save game, 
and that becomes available again. And then you can select the DLC by hitting R2 in the main menu. Okay. Mm. Uh, I so looked it up, by the Integrade is the visual upgrade. Intermission, you're correct, is the DLC with Yuffie. What so. is it up with Square? Look, what? Why? What <laughs> two is turbo, wrong with them? It's integrated <laughs> to Turbo DX. <laughs> what Plus what happened alpha. and why did that happen? Anyway, uh, really good DLC. It wraps up by sort of like wrapping it back into the main storyline of, um, of uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. So if you want a little bit more information on what's going to be coming next for Final Fantasy VII Remake. I would really recommend you jump in and play with Yuffie. Yuffie is very different from Cloud. Uh, you either love her or hate her. There's not really an in-between. That's very similar um, to Cloud. You either hate him right. or love her. <laughs> right. If you hate Cloud, you will probably love Yuffie. If you hate <laughs> Yuffie, you will probably love Cloud, to be honest. Then I will um, love Yuffie, because yeah. I'm not yeah. a big fan of Cloud. <laughs> very excitable. Uh, she can. She's a bit useful. She can be a bit mean, but she doesn't know she's being mean. Good. Uh, that kind of character. Um so yeah, that was really good. Uh, beyond that, Someone, you yeah, don't like the... mopey. Um, uh... <laughs> no, uh, no, those angsty anti-hero thing. I do not like that. If I had yeah. my way, Wedge would be the main character of Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> I love yeah. well, Wedge. Yeah, Cloud's okay, definition then... of being cool. He just says whatever to everything. <laughs> you want to save the exactly. world, whatever. Exactly. <laughs> uh, beyond that, uh, you know, E3. I I finished watching E3. Uh, indie stuff was really good. Uh, so many games. I'm going to talk about those in a future episode or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, mostly, I don't know, like mostly I've been sitting around. Uh, I'm waiting for Mario Golf Super Rush, Super Mario Golf Rush, Mario Rush Golf <laughs> Super, whatever, whatever it's called. The golf game. <laughs> Very excited. <laughs> Me too. Uh, and I'm sweating to death in this apartment. That's about that's about it. Oh, no. That's about all of it. It's really warm in Montreal. Yeah, it is. It's very hot here now. Do you have air conditioning? Really, really. You know, one of those rolling ones that you, you have like a big, like, uh, what do you call it? Uh, like a tube going out the window. Uh-huh. Yeah. The apartments in Montreal aren't built for heat. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, a lot of them anyway. But um, see, as hot as it is here, it doesn't get as hot as like in the Middle East. I remember like I, when I visited <laughs> Iraq, oh my God, I, I thought I knew what hot was. And it does get pretty hot in Montreal, but it's, it's there's no comparing. There's no comparing. I don't I know. Feel, I, you know, here's the thing. I don't think that, so between Egypt and Montreal, like Egypt is like 40 something when it's real yeah. hot, right? Yeah. Montreal gets 40 something. Yeah. But I think Egyptians have built their entire culture. Yeah. <laughs> around it being hot. Yeah. yeah. Right? That's true. They under- Montreal is built around in summer, it's 40 degrees Celsius plus, and in winter, it's 40 Celsius degree, cel- well, 40 <laughs> degrees Celsius minus. Yeah. Like, nobody know here knows what's happening. In That's Egypt, true. it's like it's hot. And then when it's cold in Egypt, it's, it's still like 20 degrees. It's still warm. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> But like in yeah. Egypt, you know, like it gets summer, like the, 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 all the, all the, all the cool food comes out. The day moves to the night, you know, you mm-hmm. don't go out in the, in the morning, like day starts much later. Yeah. Uh, on every, uh, watermelon on every street corner. <laughs> Man. Uh, One of the best All the mango things. drinks. Oh, yes. Ice oh. in them. Absolutely. In Egypt, they have this thing I love in summers, Asir Asab Sukkar, which is like sugarcane juice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sugarcane drinks. Yep. Sugarcane uh, drinks. Uh, it's the same stalls that they sell the mango stuff. But yep. um, I'm, I'm not sure if you guys have the same uh, in Jordan. Like, um, when, you know, it's summer when there's tents everywhere. And there's people selling watermelons in the tents. Yes, yes. So like they're absolutely. at the at the back of pickup trucks, or there's tents, and there's people that selling uh, watermelon, and they sell the watermelon by the knife. They they say. <laughs> so like you don't you don't just you know you know buy a watermelon blind. The guy is so um, so confident about uh, his watermelons. I'd be like, I'm gonna slice any watermelon you choose, and it's gonna be red, and I have the knife to prove it. Yep. Right. And like for, for us, like you know, uh, when it gets really hot. Um, it's always um, a lot of a lot of a lot of apartments or like houses in Jordan. They have like, especially if you're on the ground floor, you have like a grapevine um, that you use like for shade, mm-hmm. and then you put on the, you know the plastic tables outside. Um, 
um, the my mom or like you know my grandma will come out and she would like have a bucket full of water and she's like you know she makes sure that the 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 floor is wet. The ground is wet, so it cools off uh, the temperature because mm-hmm. it gets to 45, 46 degrees. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you know, ice cold watermelon is served with hot bread and uh, <laughs> white cheese. Oh, sweetened okay. white cheese. Um, so it's, okay. it's, it's kind of like halloumi cheese, but it's like um, you leave it in the water for like, uh, you, you, like, you soak that white cheese in water. And you leave that in the fridge for like five days or something like that, so it's not salty anymore. Uh, it's not sweet, uh, but it's um, it has a, like a very nice flavor to it. And then you know you eat watermelon with white cheese and some hot bread. Oh, that sounds so good right now. It's, and don't it's, forget, it's I, summer. Don't forget, I need the, some watermelon right the now. The tea, <laughs> actually, drinking tea in hot weather cools you. That's right. Uh, That's and right. it's been like, and like, it's, it sounds counterintuitive, but it does. It raises your internal body temperature, which means that you're going to sweat more, which actually overall cools you down. Yeah. And it's something that everyone in the Middle East knows and sounds so <laughs> counterintuitive otherwise. Um, I have a memory actually, because like my, my father's family uh, are, grew up in like in, in, in the country, like it's, it's farmer nation. Uh, mm-hmm. And the house of my uncle, when I visited, when I, this happened specifically when I was 16 years old, my uncle's house, the middle area, like what you would consider the living room, is more like a courtyard. Uh, and all the rooms have their own doors that lead to this outside area, courtyard. Um, and when it, one day it got so incredibly hot, it came very close to 50 degrees Celsius. And the sun was like like beaming hitting you hard and at at noon what people do is they either nap or they stay in in those rooms because you know and they keep the doors closed so it it keeps the um temperature of the inside right it doesn't have time to go up to the to the temperature of the outside and oftentimes if you can afford it you have ac in those rooms so you have like these little cold boxes so my uncle was able to have ac in every room every room had ac right Uh, and I would. I, I remember I went to visit at that time specifically. It was with my mother and my sister. And they were in a different room, and I wanted to go outside and walk to the, the the their other room. It's just a short, like I'm talking about twenty steps. It's not far at all. And my uncle told me wear a hat, put something on your head. It's hot outside. I'm like, no, no. It's like it's a few steps away. So I stepped out of this air conditioned cold box into the fifty degree heat. Oh, into the right. other cold like room and fainted. I just right. collapsed. Wow. <laughs> yeah, the, no. I mean, yeah. I get nosebleeds. I get nosebleeds immediately if I try that. The walking into the heat from an air conditioned, from a properly air conditioned room into like the proper heat is like getting punched in the face. Yes, absolutely. Like, I swear to God. It's like, and like no, most of the time it goes well, but if, if my nose just, just starts bleeding, I'm like, I'm half Dutch. Yeah. <laughs> I like I'm not I'm not I can't like you know I wear the leather jacket I joke I'm Egyptian if my nose starts bleeding in Egypt I joke I'm Dutch like I, we, can't, we can't deal with that like, he's on. got an exit either way right. <laughs> I actually had some friends uh, visiting from the Netherlands once and I took them to the Dead Sea and uh, yeah. we were by the pool and then, you know when it, when it's summer. Um, you know, like you jump in the, in the, in in the, in a swimming pool, and it's like jumping into a bathtub. It's 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 lukewarm <laughs> water if you're lucky. Right. And like yes. you know, I'm sitting sitting by the edge of the the uh, the swimming pool in the shade, but you know, I didn't realize it gets really hot at uh, next to the Dead Sea. Uh, mm. It got up to fifty degrees. I thought I was napping, right. but I actually woke up. You know, like five minutes later, with somebody like splashing water in my face and like light slaps, because I yeah. also fainted. It was so yeah. hot, <laughs> right? And I think like because of that, like the heat, it gets dangerous, right? So like it, it does. Um, like people's um, daily routines kind of shift. Yeah. So like yeah. lunch is at four, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Um, you right. know, like For you sure. know, a breakfast is maybe at noon. Um, yeah. And like dinner is totally acceptable anywhere between 11 p.m. till 2 a.m. Like you know the nights are yeah, awake. Exactly. Then yeah. the nights kind of like then you're too late. If you're yeah. 2:30 for dinner, that's like <laughs> Yanni, come on, yeah. <laughs> you gotta eat at some point. Yeah. yeah. The the nights are alive because you know yeah. during daytime 
who who wants to go anywhere so like <laughs> yeah. nobody like nobody would make plans before five no or like you know 5 30 p.m because you got like are you kidding me you're gonna like burn i would genuinely be upset I would be so upset. <laughs> Somebody like, okay, let's go out at noon. I'm like, what? No. <laughs> no, it's you don't feel like eating. You just feel like drinking. You get full just from like drinking all the time to right. stay hydrated. You don't. Did you, you don't did you eat. also do that thing where you got like uh, water bottles and you put them in the freezer for like three days, <laughs> like until the water was well and frozen, and then when you would go out, you would take one of the frozen water bottles because they'd yep. be back to cold water within like twenty minutes. Yep. Yes, man. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like the survival one. You grab uh, right. you grab one of these with you so that they will only <laughs> remain solid for like two minutes once you're outside. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and then they uh-huh. melt in Remember- no time. Remember, if you get too thirsty and you're just like you open it up and you you throw the bottle backwards and the ice just smashes into your teeth. Did you ever do that? <laughs> I did that as a kid all the time. That'd be too much ice to go like oh ah. We did that with like Coke and Fanta and other stuff right. as well. We're like freezing yeah, everything because right. if you're leaving, you want to <laughs> yep. you want to get as much uh, like cold drinks as you can with you. Yeah. yeah, it's like six bottles of water in the back of the car for when the wa- for when the car stops moving, <laughs> and one frozen bottle of water for when you start stop moving. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually remember how you your body really gets accustomed to the heat, and it's not what you think because uh, you you can't get used to hot, heat that that hot. But what I mean is that. Nighttime is cool in comparison, but nighttime is still like 27 degrees. <laughs> it's still Maybe hot. More sometimes. Yeah, it can get up yeah, to like right? 33 degrees at night. Yeah, but it feels cool in comparison. Like you're like, oh, yes, yeah. the sun is gone. We can emerge. <laughs> but it's also like the, the, the rays of the sun, you feel them, right? <laughs> yeah. Like during the day. Like you genuinely feel them. It's, it's a wild feeling. In Iraq, we have both like really dry climate and and uh, like really humid climate, depending on where you are, and it makes a huge difference because if it's like really cold, sorry, if it's really if it's really dry, then you can step in the shade and it'll make a difference. But if it's really right. humid, you can't escape the heat; it just it follows you everywhere. No, right. like barely. Like yeah, you'll save yourself a little bit of the heat from the sun rays, as you mentioned, but the 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 air around you is thick and hot. <laughs> it just follows you everywhere. In some of the more like humid cities, like in uh, Dubai, for example, like yeah. in in the midst of summer, it will be like forty six degrees, but it also be so humid. Like the minute I step out of anywhere, my glasses will fuck out immediately. Like they're, right. they're foggy. I can't. I can't see it. The minute I step out of the plane, actually, like <laughs> into right. the air conditioned yeah. bus, there's a split second in which my glasses are just foggy and I can't see anything. Yep. People take, um, um, you know. They take cab rides or their cars for something that's usually a, like a two to five minutes walk because you know you can't you can't walk those five minutes. You you'd shouldn't. Be, you'd be <laughs> drenched in sweat almost immediately. Yeah. <laughs> in, in Jordan, what? I had this problem with with my car. Obviously, my you know my piece of junk <laughs> car because it used to I overheat. Love this so much. <laughs> it used to overheat. How does all it the overheat time? as well? <laughs> it turns off when there's rain. It turns off when there's sun. When does this car drive you, Fauzi? <laughs> Is it parked like 24-7 every day? <laughs> it's like at exactly 18.6 degrees we can drive. Like, what is- <laughs> well, I know everything about fixing cars because of that. Great. Everything Good. about like, oh, this car overheat easily. Like I turn into a mechanic in three seconds. I can fix any car just because I, dr- I drove that thing. Yeah. Like I had to carry like, you know, buckets of water with me all the time because my car could overheat we, at any minute. <laughs> we also always had bottles of water, to be honest. Like that, but that's just the car. Like cars aren't, I feel like cars are built for Japan germany and the united states of america yeah they're not built for the middle east like no, no car is built to drive in 50 degrees celsius like that's not what cars are meant to do no wow well. yeah no. no we have b- bottles of water always uh with us just in the back of the car and and you know if they were out somebody was getting in trouble for not refilling them yeah of course uh, it's dangerous yeah. you could really get yeah. dehydrated right yeah man, no. man, i'm like was, um like 
you know, like uh, we have a heat wave in Europe right now, and like you know, <laughs> keep t- t- telling like you know people like, oh, it's a great. People go like, oh, it's a great opportunity to uh, to get some tan or something like this. Uh-huh. For some reason, I don't know why, I am like the most genetically ill-equipped person to be from the Middle East. I'm like, you know, <laughs> the palest, <laughs> the palest Arab man I know. Like, I can't tan no matter how hard I try. I'm instantly either completely white. Or burnt. There's there's wow. no in between. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> there's like no in between in between era for me. And this is one time like you know, um, I was I was out in the sun and I was like, uh, and my car broke down, overheated, of course. And I'm like, all right, I need to find like I need to go to the to the shade as much as possible. <laughs> and I could feel the sun on the, my back of my neck. And I go like, I'm gonna protect my neck. I thought I was being smart, so I'm gonna turn my cap. In reverse, so that you know the the brim of my baseball cap is protecting my. <laughs> of course, of course, I forgot that my baseball cap had an opening. I know oh, your head. No. Oh no! Oh, no. <laughs> so I had the red shaped hole on my head for like a good ten days. <laughs> oh, oh no! And it started peeling. It was it was funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, pictures. You got to show us pictures. Uh, <laughs> didn't take, it was like you know pre uh, iPhone, like you know when phones uh, didn't yeah. take photos, and I didn't take that many photos that era. Well, luckily, I don't, for good me. Ones. Luckily <laughs> I don't burn. I don't burn easily, but it, it's a weird thing. Like in, in, like what what when it gets really hot, what do you wear? Do you wear short sleeves or do you wear long sleeves? The short sleeves, as short as I can. I, I, usually, I usually go longer sleeves for that. In the Middle East, I go to full dishdasha, like the full robe, the gown. <laughs> oh man! Like, yeah. There's nothing. Cover everything. Yo, know, when it's hot, it's the best. Yeah, thing. it's because sure. the, yeah. you're moving, and you create a current of air constantly. If as long as you're moving, it, there's nothing like it. It's that, really, yeah. Now that's a photo I want to see. <laughs> no, I have, I have <laughs> photos of me in dishdasha. I'll find me it for too. you. But nice. it's really hard. Yeah. The problem is I'm tall. And they don't make them tall enough, so they always look short on me. They always like come up to just above the ankle, which is which is not how how short they're supposed, it's to, supposed be. to be. You look, right you look like a sheikh in that, uh, in yeah. that <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> a little. <laughs> I have Osama, but like with with a cap as well. Yeah, like, yeah. Actually, perfect. I have a picture of a dishash and a Nike cap. How did oh, you no. guess? <laughs> Back then, I wore brands on my baseball cap. I've evolved since then. <laughs> right. Yeah, I was I was a really picky kid to buy clothes for because I never wanted brands on anything. Yeah, me either. I think my my parents got really tired of me with Ramadan shopping for new me, clothes. Like, I didn't mind the brands, and then I evolved into a Rami where I don't like brands. <laughs> oh, wow. wow, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, no, I don't know. I'm now I'm just really feeling like watermelon. Oh. Yes, love my it. kids love watermelon, as you probably know from the Sahara there, where my kids made an appearance. <laughs> is there a good place to get watermelon here in the city, Osama? It's there's a, a really good place called Sammy Fruit. They usually have if they have watermelons because they don't have them all the time. They only have them when they're seasonal. They're smaller, but they're really really red and very very. Sweet. What season is watermelon if not this season? <laughs> exactly, it's it's, it's <laughs> yeah yeah. I'm just I think it, it still like comes in and goes right. It's not like it's always there when it's hot. That's not the season that we're talking about, right? I'm talking about okay. when they actually pick it up because Sammy Fruit it's. Um, it's it's whenever they don't they, it's not consistent like the grocery stores where they get it imported from all over the place. Right. Yeah. Okay. So you know, like an- I'll check it out. Another fruit that is associated to summer with me is figs. Where like, yeah. like figs oh, yeah, grow figs, a lot for sure. in our yeah. region, and like you know, fig trees is a very common uh, site. And like you know, when figs uh, when it's summer season, you can buy like a box of figs. Yeah, right. For like, you know, so, two bucks or something like this. I remember like, you know, my horror when I first moved to Tokyo and I like, right. saw them, they were, they were selling a fig for $17. Right. And I'm like, right. <laughs> I'm like, I could buy like, you know, a ton of figs with that amount of money. Wow. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's quite, exp- fruit is quite expensive in Japan, but like, you know, especially fruit like this that, you know, grows naturally in the Middle East, yeah. like watermelon or, um, or figs. Um, yeah. Quite expensive right. over there. Uh, what is uh, uh, lychees? Lychees? Oh, lychees, yeah. Lychees. I, I somehow I have them connected to summer as well, but I don't think they're particularly a summer fruit. They're tropical. They're warm they're all tropical. the time, whatever you're having lychees, I guess. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's always warm when you're having them. That's yeah. true. Yeah, that, somehow they're connected to them as well. 
Yeah. I like those. I'm they're not in season for sure myself. because we got them in our veggie box last week, so they're in season <laughs> for sure. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's the only way I know I mean, when something's in season is if it's in the veggie box. Right. Well, I'm I'm gonna go back to sweating. I think for the rest of the day. But, uh, Sounds like fun. I think uh, I. Yeah, I mean it. It's really war- it, Montreal is just. It feels like it's not built for this heat. No, it's but, definitely you know, not. But you it's know, okay, Rabbi. We have ice cream shops, and as soon as your quarantine's uh, over, I'll take you out for some ice cream. I know. I'm also stuck inside. I mean, if I could at least sit like outdoors, that'd be great. But I have the government calling me every like twelve hours to be like, "Are you still inside? Wow, hey, are you still inside? That's intense." So it's, I don't know. I'm 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 staying inside. I'm being I'm being good. Like at least someone's yeah. checking up on you. It's sweet in a way. Yeah, I wish they were less automated robots. But you know, uh, that that'd be nicer. But yeah, no. I mean, I'm 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 glad to be here. I'm excited for the quarantine to be over and for new video games to come out. I can't wait for Mario Golf. But and Mario oh, Party, sure. right? You're, I hear you're a big fan. Oh, of I will I I will fight you. I will never if I can if I can never play Mario Party ever again. That would be a good day. Oh my god, Rami, yeah. we you and I are definitely on the same boat for this one. As much as I love most Nintendo games, I hate the Mario Party games. Wow. Okay. I'll, I would I, rather I, go sweat in a small room for 16 hours than yeah. play Mario Party for 1 hour. Mario Party drives me nuts. I can't. I, I I'm the exception because I love playing the my kids because they have uh, just randomness and catch-up mechanics so I don't have to let my kids win because I could play as as well as I could. But you also can't make your kid. You also can't make your kids win because you don't know who's gonna win. That's exactly the point. But because what it's life random, lesson is that <laughs> none whatsoever. But there's an age. There's an age for kids where Mario Party is perfect for them. Where you could have kids of all ages and all try their best, and it's a coin flip of who wins. And, and all will have them. a horrible time besides the person who wins. <laughs> like literally, everybody will hate it. Even the person who wins will hate it because they know it's not the same. Even the person maybe who I'm wins. just not the right answer. Yeah, the person like, who oh, wins hey. goes like, oh, looks like I won. Huh, yeah, it that? seems. <laughs> I was 26 stars behind but Toad came up and said you're switching stars with me so I got all your 26 stars and then I got 4 bonus stars for having the most stars I'm so what happy is up with I Mario Party through, I'm so happy I went through all these mini games in which you all like uh, ganged up on me and I wasn't having fun <laughs> at all and then I rolled this dice and now I won what a great yeah. game <laughs> I mean, if I want to play good mini games from Nintendo, I'll play WarioWare. Thank exactly. you Exactly. Yeah. WarioWare. And the new one is Rhythm cool. Heaven. I'm very excited. Very excited. Anyway, <laughs> I think that's it for today. Uh, thanks very much for listening. Uh, if you uh, want to come hang out at the Discord, we are discord.thehabibis.com. You can check out all our episodes on your favorite podcasting app or on youtube.thehabibis.com if you're more of a video kind of person for some reason uh we don't have faces on there we just have a little waveform but it took me a lot of work to make the move from the right to the left instead of the left to the right (laughs) you know like that was like seriously three days of research oh my god um anyway thanks so much for listening uh this was another episode and salam 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 that was the habibis podcast for this week I was Rami Ismail, your host for this episode. You can find me on Twitter at T-H-A underscore Rami. My fellow Habibis were Osama Dorias, who you can find on Twitter at Osama Dorias. And Fauzi Mesmar, who you can find on Twitter at Fauzi Mesmar. Send us your questions, stories, and suggestions via info at thehabibis.com. The intro and outro music was provided by Malik Zubayla. And the logo was provided by Ibrahim Hamdi. The Habibis is a weekly podcast about three game developers drinking good Arab tea. With new episodes launching every Friday, inshallah. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcasting service or check out thehabibis.com for more information. Thank you for listening and salam.